your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, Avalanche fans, to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. Still feeling a little bit under the weather, but big news. Well, kind of, I mean, I wouldn't say big news, but news coming out of the Avalanche camp, and we got to talk about it. So we'll get to pretty much this show is going to be revolving around free agents, restricteds, unrestricteds. There seem to be a lot of news coming out about uh, Colorado Avalanche players specifically. Not so much free agents out there that the Avalanche might be going after, although we kind of know maybe some of the big names that they that we as fans want them to go after. But just the Avalanche players on their roster. We kind of got some pretty good information. So we'll dig into that. And I have Kyle Sullivan with me uh, on the line to discuss some of that stuff. So, and we'll also get to the Eric Johnson poll, making our way through the the roster <clears throat> alphabetically and giving everybody a grade for their 2019-2020 season. Eric Johnson's on the list for today. So we'll get to that. Before we get to any of that stuff, Follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. That's also where you can take part in the voting for these season grades. <clears throat> Follow on Instagram, search for Locked on Avalanche, and send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. Also on the Twitter side of things, if you want to comment, if you want to vote on the poll, and then comment, we'll read those comments uh, on the show. <clears throat> okay. So, who do we start with? So, first of all, I think we'll start with with uh, Taylor Hall, because we'll get to Taylor Hall, and then we'll bring Kyle in and talk about the Avalanche-specific players. It's being said, and, and this is all with within the realm of the news cycle, nobody's heard, at least I haven't seen anybody's heard from Taylor Hall specifically, but Taylor Hall apparently has said he is willing to do a one- or two-year deal, a shortened deal for now. And that opens the door for Colorado. A long-term deal? I don't know if it would. The Avalanche, Ryan Clark did a very good job at The Athletic talking about where the the brass of the Avalanche, where their heads are at. And their heads are in kind of like two different areas. One is right here and now and how to improve this team not immensely. They don't need to to have like this this giant signing spree, but who to bring in that can just get this team past where they've got. Seems like they have gotten stuck at the second round of the playoffs and they want to get past that. So who do they sign for that? And they are very aware of what is to come. So they don't want to just even though they have cap space, they're not looking at it as let's just start doling out money. Because according to this article from Ryan Clark, they are more than aware, and you would expect them to be more than aware of what is to come, namely Kale McCarr and then Nathan McKinnon and Gabe Landeskog as well. The McKinnon contract is for another three years. So 
what he said in the article was they're not even going to go up until then. They want to really only, if they're going to bring in a big name, they really only want to bring in that player for one to two years. They would go as far as two years. They are okay, from what I gather from this, they are okay with doing just a one-year deal for somebody. Say Taylor Hall. Bring him in for one year. If he wants two years out of it, it, according to Ryan Clark, they would be willing to do that. So what does that tell you? If they're willing to do a two-year deal for somebody, and then who knows what, maybe you know they would part ways after two years, then that leaves a final year. Nathan McKinnon would play that final year and then becomes a, a free agent after that year. That tells me they don't want to, they want to know exactly where they stand in that final year of Nathan McKinnon's contract. They don't want to have, they're going to have big contracts in that final year of Nathan McKinnon's contract. They're going to have Kale McCarr. They're going to have Landis Scott. They're going to have Rantanen. Gerard's not a huge contract, but obviously they will have contracts, but they want to be sure they can offer Nathan McKinnon max dollars and not have a number of, of big contracts that they can't fit him into the mold. And then they have to start cutting people and, and buying guys out, whatever the case may be. It seems like they are, are setting themselves up, even though that contract is three years off into the future. They know like this is a, a once-in-a-generational type of player, and they want to be sure they have the funds to keep him even though McKinnon has said himself he would do another contract where he would take less money. I don't think the Avalanche are going to play that game. Some people would say like, oh, Nathan McKinnon just kind of screwed himself by saying that. Now that's a bargaining chip for the franchise. I don't think the franchise works that way. I think the franchise realizes what they have in him and they're going to pay him handsomely for it because you know somebody else will. Somebody else will, somebody else will just give Nathan McKinnon a blank check and say, what do you want? Now, what does this say about Taylor Hall? This will be, if, t- if that's true in what Taylor Hall is saying, then it's put up or shut up. Do you want money or do you want championships or the, the appeal of a championship, the possibility of a championship? And I'm not saying you're not going to make no money, but Taylor Hall probably is going to want nine to ten. If somebody else would offer him more, maybe obviously he would take more. But if he's open to a shortened deal, one to two years, say the Avalanche come in with two years, $7 million per year, the opportunity to play with Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Gabe Landeskog, Cal McCarr, and the possibility to play for a championship, maybe two. You're telling me he wouldn't want to go after that? Now, if he doesn't, it would all depend on where he goes. <clears throat> The Avalanche aren't the only game in town when it comes to teams that, you know, can go after a Stanley Cup, obviously. But they're pretty well set up. So I think we would have to see what his final deal is. And if it's if he's saying he just wants a one or two year deal and he takes, you know, max money to go play for a lower standing team right now, then he's he's just looking for some money, which is fine. But if he is serious about a shortened deal for the time being, and you still get, you know, seven mil is a good chunk of change. It's more than what McKinnon's making right now. 
we'll see. This is this is that. Perk my ears up a little bit. So things are going to be happening fast and furious. This draft is obviously tomorrow. Cannot wait for that. And then free agency is going to come fast and furious. So that's the Taylor Hall situation. Let me know what you guys think on that. And uh, let's get Kyle Sullivan into the mix here. But before we do, let's hear from our sponsors of today with Roman. And talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether with excuses like I had a long day at work or I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL and complete an online visit. ED used to be tough to tackle, but now there is Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That is GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. We are also brought to you by the good people at DoorDash. And I'm telling you, I we still use DoorDash to this day because we support the restaurants that are still struggling uh, in my area uh, with everything going on with the coronavirus and <clears throat> cannot be at max capacity. So they rely a lot on takeout. So use DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you are craving right now, right to your door or office. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless driving drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, or the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be delivered at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code LOCKEDONNHL. Don't forget, promo code is LOCKEDONNHL, $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right, let's get Mr. Kyle Sullivan in here, talk some free agents. All right, welcome back, and once again... Mr. Kyle Sullivan on the show. I've been half thinking just to have you on, like ha- have a day where you are like Mondays or something. Like the Kyle Shaggy Von Doom day. <laughs> yeah. The Kyle Sullivan Sunday on a Monday or something like that. So I'm always do done that. with that. Yeah. We'll see when the regular season starts back up. Um, so lots going on in the avalanche world right now. People that are moving on, people that are testing the market, people that they're keeping. So it's pretty much top to bottom uh, what, what's going on with some of the free agents right now. So we will jump right in here and I guess we'll talk about the guys that, that, that they're 
moving on from really no surprise with uh with wilson i don't think that i mean we still don't know what the heck is wrong with him so it must be something because i feel like the avalanche like colin wilson i feel like they, they if he was a healthy guy i think he could contribute to this team this might be something that goes on even into next year who the hell knows because we don't know so I'm, I'm not surprised on him. And they've also said they're moving on from Kevin Connaughton. Any thoughts on those two? We've, I, I agree with you. I like Colin Wilson. Uh, he wasn't, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't great. Um, this year was just such a mystery. Mm. A lot of people even forgot he existed. Mm-hmm. Um, well, when you only play nine games, that'll happen. Yeah. That's, it's crazy how that works. But I mean, when he played, it was okay, but I mean, let him walk. That's fine. It's not. It's not. I don't think anybody's uh, crying over this move. Kevin yeah. Connaughton, Um, I wasn't surprised. I think I was more okay with Kevin Connaughton walking. Um, the Eagles have this problem. Well, it's kind of bittersweet problem. We have a lot of veteran talent in call and for the Eagles. Yeah. It, they could just kind of sit there and they hover for a while. And it's kind of a contradiction to what the miners are set up for. Right. You can't have guys have an entire career for the Eagles. If you're not ascending to the avalanche, it's time to move on. Kevin hit that spot. So. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, the, the only reason he was really, like you say, ascending to the avalanche was because of injuries, not yeah. because of like play or production. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't. I mean, if if Colin Wilson put in a full season, I think people maybe might be a little bit more attached to him, and you might feel there'd be some, you know, vocal fans out there saying, "Why, why are we getting rid of this guy?" I don't think yeah, anybody absolutely. is saying that right now because when you play nine games and get injured, and we have no idea what that injury is, and then the team performs like the way they performed, we we've proven we can do it without him anyway. Not that yeah. he was going to be this person that got us over the hump or anything, but. Two guys, I don't. I mean, thank you for your service, but uh, I think we'll be just fine without that. Yeah, no negative feelings towards no. either one of I mean, them. It's just, it's just uh, we're going two different directions right now. Like they always say, part of the business, I guess. Exactly. <clears throat> um, two guys that are going to test the open market, uh, and I've also heard that they are in talks. The Avalanche are in talks with them and have had communication with them, but in the end, both of these guys just want to see what's out there, which is their right to do it. Um, and one is Matt Nieto, and the other is Val Nemetsnikov. Um, so Nemetsnikov obviously came over in the trade from Ottawa at the trade deadline. Thought he performed admirably for, for what we got uh, when we had him. And then Nieto will be interesting to see. I don't think, you know, he's not going to, he's not that guy that's going to, you know, cash in. Uh, but maybe he just wants to play in a different spot. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's using it as bargaining leverage with the Avalanche because I feel like he likes this team. They do rely on him on, on the penalty kill. It's a very good penalty killer. So those are two guys. I think, I mean, I mean, would you, would you want to have both of them back? One of them back, neither of them back. How attached to either one of these guys are you? Well, at the, at the trade deadline, we were talking back and forth. I just kept telling you, I was like, watch Vlad, like his speed, Nemestikov's mm-hmm. speed. It will translate really well in those top two lines if he gets stuck up there. 
And in the regular season before it shut down, he was showing that off. Yeah. He was look he was really proving himself with the Avalanche and he was doing really well. When everything shut down and we came back in a bubble, the Ottawa Nemestikov came out and he kind of disappeared for a while and that was very concerning. Everything I was building up in my trust and almost validation for hey, watch this guy's speed. This guy is really good. And then he started to make me look like a fool because mm-hmm. He started playing like he did in Ottawa. He got a little too comfortable and started to disappear. And he lost a little bit of that grit, which made me concerned, which if he finds another suitable team, that's great. I'm glad that we had you for the time we did. But if he comes back, I would like to see what he can do next year, actually earning a spot, keeping the spot, and how he can translate from there. Nieto, on the other hand, confidence was an issue with him all year long yeah he has the skill he has the skill um he just isn't confident enough he has that burakoski um (laughs) hesitation on the shot he has sam gerard's speed he just is scared because he doesn't really have a role with the team so he's trying to dish it to everyone else who has the established role so he's not messing up He's taking yeah. himself out of plays. <clears throat> he just needs to have that confidence in his ability to score, to make that extra move, to cut into the slot. He just needs that little dose of confidence that he lacked all year long. I would say the confidence in him is lacking on the five and five. I think his role in this team is power play or penalty kill. <clears throat> um, and and that's where his confidence is is he has no problem with it. But you're right. I think on the, on the five and five, it was a little bit, he was a little bit gun shy, and you know, always looking for uh, somewhere to dish. Uh, he, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, and I do. I think him wanting to test the market is leverage, yep. because I, I mean, or he, it's I don't know where he's from. I, I don't know, like if you if you want to look it up, go ahead. But, um, <clears throat> I don't. Maybe it's a. a you know, a living situation type of thing for him. If, he, if he's not from the Colorado area or in that area and he wants to be more closer to home, if he's, I have no idea. But I think, uh, I think he wants to be back here because th- he is the perfect guy that fits into this team because he's been around these guys. You know what I mean? I think this is the type of guy the Avalanche want back for that sole purpose of the camaraderie that guys like him bring. So I think they want to keep him around. Nieto was from Long Beach, California, which explains oh. his just laid back demeanor. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. He's fine, he, right? That's, what am I talking about? That, that explains why he <laughs> plays the game in sandals because yeah, just, yeah. Uh, no, that's right around the corner. So I don't think it's a you know a a, a living situation thing. I don't know. I, don't I know. almost wonder if it's a not so much a leverage but a validation. Um, he wants to feel that validation. That could be. And that could establish if he does come back to Colorado mm-hmm. next year, maybe we see that confidence with that little bit of validation. Yeah. If like um, four teams throw a contract out to him saying like, wow, people do want me. All right. Avalanche match it. And I'm yours. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> okay. Exactly. So that it might, might work out for us if he does come back. Yeah. And I worry that he will, because of that confidence issue, if he does go to maybe another central division team mm. that he plays with that chip on his shoulder. And we have that Belmar type game when we play against uh, Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. That 
Nieto will just come out of his shell and just destroy us every time we have to face him. <laughs> Those would be interesting. Those would be interesting uh, names to watch. So uh, keep an eye on Nemestikov and Nieto. I think Nemestikov is going to get some offers. You know, yeah. he definitely will. So, uh, <clears throat> and it, again, it'll depend on the team that makes him the offer. The Avalanche are a player. I mean, they are a player to win a championship. So they have that. They have they have money. Um, I would imagine, unless the team goes completely over budget or over market value, um, the Avalanche can ma- if they really want to keep these guys, they can match that and then have the added bonus of and we're competing for a cup next year. So, if yeah, I wonder how many of these newer players like Nemestikov and like how many of them are sold out on where the Avs are going. Like players like uh, Nieto, like the players that have been here mm-hmm. through the ups and downs, I know they have sold out and they're ready to go and they believe where the team is going. Right. These newer guys, it's you could go anywhere else or you could stay here. How much do they believe on where Sakic has his poise going forward? Will also be that's true. And and I've and Nemesnikov said some things before the playoffs started though that he he was overly impressed with this team. You know, these guys know, these guys know the league and they they know what's going on with specific teams, especially Colorado. So I don't know. I just have a good feeling about those two guys coming back. I do. I do. But we'll, we'll see more Nieto than Nemetsikov wouldn't surprise me if Nemetsikov goes somewhere else. It kind of would surprise me if Nieto does. It it would, it would. So unless he just gets a contract that, that blows the avalanche off or away, then you would understand it. Uh, but if it's something that's matching, if they're they're both the same, I I don't see him going. So, but we shall see. So, whoa, somebody's shooting fireworks off around. Did you hear that? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, I guess it's Fourth of July in October. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's a yeah. Is it? Wait a minute. It's October. The season starts next week. That's what. That's it is. what it. Yes, we're celebrating. That's what it's supposed to be. <laughs> um. All right. So. Two guys, we know them. Some love them. <laughs> Some hate them. Uh, one, the Avalanche. Again, this is all reporting that they are keeping Tyson Jost, or or they they want to keep Tyson Jost. Um, and then another is is uh, Zadorov, and it seems like they are moving on from Nikita Zadorov. Not confirmed reports. They're not. I don't. You know. I don't know if we're going to hear anything from the front office saying that. But uh, all right, let's start with, with Tyson Jost. What do you, What do you think? The the Avalanche appear to be keeping him around for I don't know however long this contract goes for. Agree? Disagree? I've honestly I've I'm past the point of criticizing Jost because as soon as I do, he goes out there and as a two point game. And then whenever <laughs> I'm on, I'm on the Joe's train, he goes out there and turns invisible. He like, we've talked about it many, many times. He's that 13th forward. Um, it's I, I'm fine with us keeping him. That's fine. I mean, mm-hmm. but if if we keep Jost, um, he's got to step it up. Oh, totally agreed. Like it, now, now is he, he, it's, it's time to shine boy. You know what I mean? Like they have, they have shown that they are, they have confidence in you. Yeah. Uh, you need to return the favor. You know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's time. And he, 
I like the way he plays. I like the way he skates. He has ability. It just doesn't translate into points. It doesn't translate into goals. It doesn't translate into assists, really. I mean, he gets them here and there, uh, but just what's expected of him since he was drafted. I think it's, it's yeah, it's time for him. It's He's a 10th overall pick. And I think that uh, excuse is kind of starting to run out for him. You know what I mean? You can't hang your hat on that forever. Uh, How I mean, he's still young. He's 22 years old. So. And he compliments Comfort really well. They play really well together. Yeah. But uh, he's he's got to step it up. I mean, this is it. I, I think the abs are kind of hanging on to him. Maybe they have the the Seattle expansion draft in mind. Obviously, he's not going to be a guy that's protected. Let's get real here. Uh, but in you know, is that a guy that Seattle would go after? You know, new 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 place. Maybe you that's know. what I was about to say. League wide, I wonder what his interest was. I wonder yeah. how much value the league actually puts on him. Um, I think th- there there could be like a a team in in the bottom of the standings that would go after him and say like, Hey, nothing's expected of you. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're, you're going from a team that that's competing for the cup. Maybe that's a lot of pressure on you and go to like, I don't know, San Jose or not. Well, last year, San Jose struggled, but, or New Jersey, Ottawa. Ottawa or something like that and say like, Hey, just go out and just play your game. And, and if, if you play good game, Great. I mean, that, that's where we're rebuilding. Maybe that's what he needs. I don't know if the pressure is getting to him. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if I was Bednar, I would put the Seattle Kraken logo in the locker room <laughs> and before they take the ice every game. Just every tap game. it. Be like, you're ready, Josie. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to get released? <laughs> you ready? <laughs> oh, man. So, all right. We, yeah, Jost has been talked about pretty much all season from avalanche so you know where we stand with him maybe it's a little bit of surprise that the avalanche are still going to keep him around so doroff on the other hand one of those guys that is just as polarizing guys you know fans really like him other fans don't i think the there's coaching staff that doesn't really like him and i think there's coaching staff that does and i think there's uh owners and gms (laughs) that like him named joe sakic so um and in the end, he has the final decision. But maybe, maybe Bednar and him have a, had a long conversation, and maybe he's just not fitting because it seems like they are going to move on from Nikita Zadorov. I am so on the fence with this one, and I think I will be until I see a final roster for the Avalanche to see if they brought anybody in that can replace him and what he does and what he brings to this team. Thoughts? I view, I view Zadorov. The same way I view Pierre Edward Belmar. They bring so much emotionally to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't really translate on the stat line, but Pebbles, he's that vocal um, guy on the bench, guy in the locker room you want. And Zadorov is the same way. I mean, we talked about it before. They're all wearing Zadorov brand yeah. hats. Yeah. Like they're. All over his Instagram posts, they like Z. Yeah. And Z, if if this would have happened in the in the middle of the season at the trade deadline, I would have been fired up, calling to question every decision maker affiliated with Colorado 
uh, what they were doing. The way Z played in the bubble, I think has softened the harsh takes on Zadorov a little bit. Mm-hmm. That when he knew what was on the line and he stepped up, which is everybody we mentioned to this point, it's hard to say the same from them. Yeah. In the bubble. Yeah. And Zadorov, out of all the names we've mentioned so far, is the only one who realized this is for the cup. We are in the playoffs in a significant circumstances and stepped it to another level that we didn't think he had in him. And even though he was on the ice for that last play, he stepped it up and I'm okay with him possibly coming back. Yeah. I mean, he, for the the playoffs this year, he was last year's JT Comfort. Like he Absolutely. stepped it up in the playoffs, which is what you want in a player. Like, you know, they, your season's long. It's a long season. You're going to have ups and downs. Not everybody's a Nathan McKinnon that can just turn it on for the full 82 games. There's going to be ups and downs. He had ups and downs. Um, and I think, you know, that, that was evident by healthy scratches a couple of times, especially early in the season. So we know that Bednar wants more out of him, expects more out of him. And maybe it's just to the tipping point where, it is what it is and he is what he is and this is what they're going to get. And is, is that what, is that what Jared Bednar wants on his team? I don't think it is. I don't think that's what Jared Bednar wants. I, I think Sackick, like I said, I think he likes him a little bit more and he likes what he brings to that team. And yeah, when you can turn it on in the playoffs, that's a lot. That says a lot, man. That's what you want. So he's definitely going to get looks. He's young guys, 25 years old, uh, he he's he is a built human. He will you know he'll throw. I don't I don't mind that he doesn't show up on the stat sheet that much. I don't mind that, uh, especially when you're a defender that plays the way that he plays. I I mind just the lapses in judgment and you know the stupid penalties, which he toned down a little bit this year. Still had them, and I don't think that's ever going to go away for him. I think that's just the way he plays. And and I fear if he goes to a different team, that will come back in a big way because he's going to want to prove himself to this new team. So I think you'll see, at least for a season, if he doesn't play with the Avalanche next year, I think you'll see the Zadorov of old of stupid penalties. But um, I, I think if they, if they had kept him around, I think it was trending in the right direction and you have a lot to work with from this postseason but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So I, who, who do the abs have? That's like, I mean, I, I hesitate to use the term enforcer, but it's really like what he, like he, he is the guy you don't mess around with on that blue line for the abs. They don't have that anymore if he's gone. So they no, have EJ's to have aged out of that position. Absolutely. And you're not going to put Nazem Kadri out there to do that dirty work. Cause you need him on the ice. Right. Right. And they're, mm. The Cody McLeod's not coming back on the ice anytime soon. Right. And he's the last one we got of that breed, of mm-hmm. that nature that plays that way. His defensive lapses get him into trouble. Mm-hmm. But what he brings on that, like what we're talking about, on the stuff you can't track on paper, yeah. on a stat line, um, I think that's what's going to keep him around. I mean, Bednar wanted him to step up, and he stepped up on the brightest stage, and that might have been enough to keep him around just a little bit longer. Uh, I don't know, man. Like all, all the, and this is going to happen quick. Like we're as soon as the draft is over with, the, I think the 
free agency starts Friday, right? So the draft is Tuesday, Wednesday, and I think the draft or the free agency starts on, on Friday. So moves are going to happen fast and furious, you know, ne- next week. So I, I can't, I can't wait for this stuff. We'll see. I think the, I mean, the avalanche have had a plan. Um, they've had a plan pretty much all along. And I talked in the first segment about, uh, you know, if they wanted to bring in Taylor Hall for a short contract, which he said he would, he's open to Taylor Hall said that, um, I think the avalanche would be more open to do that because they don't, they do not want anything running into Nathan McKinnon's contract coming up in three years. They, they want, they, they want a full year to work with Nathan McKinnon. And, and making a new contract. They don't want him, that, that last year contract to run out. So they, they are thinking for now and they are thinking for that future. So this is all, you know, they, they have a specific plan in mind and I think they're going to do their best to enact, get the guys that they want to get. If they're going to let Zadorov go. I fully believe they have somebody in mind that they want to bring in to kind of replicate what he can do. Absolutely. I was just about to say, we're at the point now with what we have, especially in the, in the minors, even all the way down to the Grizzlies. Um, if we're going to let somebody go, we have somebody on the radar that we are about to instantly replace them with. We're not yeah. going to let them like we are at that spot where either we're about to make an acquisition, a trade, or we're going to stay as is. Um, there's no there's not a lot of guesswork. Granted, we're doing the guesswork. Yeah, but management, there's no guesswork. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, they know exactly what they're doing. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we we play, you know, Monday morning quarterback, quarterback, and we're have all this conjecture and everything. But no, they they know exactly what they're doing. So we just have to sit by and wait for it to happen. Yeah. So, all right, we are going to uh, get into the Eric Johnson. You're going to hang around for that, right? Absolutely. Eric Johnson, uh, his his grade for the 2019-2020 season. But first, we're going to hear from uh, Built Bar. And not only Built Bar. Built Bar has a brand new product, Mr. Sullivan. Have you have you heard of Built Bar Go yet? No? No, I have no. not. Built Bar Go is this new gel pack that they have. It's almost like a five-hour energy in the little, like, squeeze bottle, sweet squeeze pouches. They're, re- they're, they're excellent. They sent us samples. They come in three flavors. They come in peanut butter, honey chocolate coconut and chocolate mint so if you're like that type of person that hits like a wall during the middle of the day i know the job that you do can get kind of i guess you know you get a little tired around like one two in the afternoon uh take a built bar go man they will get you through the end of the day i've tried all three of them they're really really good they're excellent stuff so that you don't get that. Like you always hear like the five hour energy and you don't get the crash. It's exactly what this is in a one and a half ounce package. Uh, it is, it combines energy gel with collagen protein, which collagen protein is fast absorbing. So it gets into your system fast. Plus it's easy on the stomach built. Go is loaded with good stuff to ignite your work has beta alanine B3 honey and a little bit of caffeine and it keeps you going all day long. B6, B12, which has 10,000% of your daily percentage. So that's a lot. 10,000 is a big number. <laughs> that's a big number. Uh, so visit builtgo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 30% off of your next order. That's a big deal. So the promo code LOCKED, just L-O-C-K-E-D and 30% 
off your next order. That's builtgo.com. It's really good stuff and it's fresh on the market, part of the Built Bar family of products. It's good stuff. All right, <clears throat> Mr. Eric Johnson. So I get, man, we've heard so many times, at least when I do these things, so many so far have been, well, if I could grade them for two seasons, like uh, one during the regular yeah. season, another during the postseason, he was trending in that direction of like having a phenomenal postseason and then the injury kicked in. And then his his regular season, I'll go over his stats. So he had 59 games played, three goals, 13 assists. So 16 points, a plus nine on the season. <clears throat> like Eric Johnson doing Eric Johnson things, you know, he, he was, he's not like the, the Nathan McKinnon jump off the page. I've always liked him. I know he's another polarizing player. I feel like he does what is asked of him. You can ask him to do anything and he'll go do it. Um, and he'll do it well. Postseason, when the, the, uh, practicing like the, the, camp that they're like almost like the train this the shortened training camp that they were having everything coming out of there was like what's going what what is i think eric johnson took some like built go or something like that because <laughs> he was he was everything was reported that he was all over the place he was amazing i took that as well he's a 12-year veteran like he knows how to practice like he knows how to turn it on to practice i want to see it in a game and he was like he looked very good early on and then the injury came and then he never, you know, I think he got, didn't he get injured and he tried to come back and they got injured again yeah. in the same yeah. game. So can't win if you try. So um, Twitter gave him, all right. So no D votes, 20% C, 24% A, 56% B. So the people on Twitter gave him, a resounding B. You, on the other hand, did not. I did not. Uh, I gave him a C. And why is that? I mean, his regular season, I mean, we were almost coming to grips with him, almost looking like, I don't know if you guys remember, Francois Beauchemin, almost on his way out. Uh, Jerome Aginla, like just watching him do that steady decline. Mm. And we are, remember the fond memories are like, oh, that's how we were with Eric Johnson. It was like, I remember when he was doing this and this and when he was with Barry and he was unstoppable and you're watching him age out. And then when, like those reports you were talking about, I was hearing the same things like yeah. Eric Johnson's going off in camp. And I was like, there's no way, there's no <laughs> way I've almost written him off. And then the effort he gave in the playoffs, I mean, that was great, but it was almost more of an evidence to the regular season that he just can't do it anymore. That's why I fell on the C. Okay. Like his body couldn't hold up to the effort he was given out. And it's just more of an evidence like we saw in the regular season that like, don't get me wrong, EJ, you're great. Love you, Condor. But mm -hmm. like, I just, it was a C for me. Okay. Not even like a, like it's like a solid C, not a C plus or C minus. I'll, or I'll get, you know what? 75% C plus. <clears throat> it's still a passing grade on a curve. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, kind of with you on that like i but i just feel like that's it'll always be his grade Un unless he just has like this amazing season that he's just outplaying everybody's expectations he is a, a c level player and that's not i'm not trying to be like me like harsh on the guy 
but what could Eric Johnson do to give him an A grade or give him a B grade? What what could well, he? He used to take those ridiculous slap shots from the blue line that we all used to question, but he used to believe in himself that it was possible. Yeah. He used to take goofy shots all the time, and that was a detriment then, but now he doesn't even believe in himself that much to take those goofy shots. Okay, yeah, and I can see that. That's, that's more the reason I went to see, like, he's starting to lose faith in himself, mm. and with that injury, I'm wondering if he's also starting to lose faith in his body, and his skill and then i want to see what he does next year he fell on that c because i feel like he's starting to that that style of play he played at the beginning is starting to catch up with him and he's starting to age out of the league it's very true it's very possible yeah he's he's been in the league it's one of those guys like oh my god he's been in the league for that long yeah so um i i've always liked him i've always been a fan of his i and i'm not i'm not you know, coming down on the guy for, for, for saying like, he's not like, if you're, you're handing out grades, uh, he doesn't do enough to, I mean, he does his job well, but if you're looking for like a stat filled player, that is not Eric Johnson. It's never going to be Eric Johnson. If you're grading on what he does and what he does well, if you're just going off of that, then maybe you can bump him up into like a, a B range, <clears throat> but he's just, I don't know. There's some, I, I've never really seen a player, like him on the avalanche that, like I said, you just ask him to do something. He will do it. He won't be far and away great at doing that, but he'll do what's asked and then get off the ice. He just goes out, does his shift, does what he needs to do, get off the ice. He wears an A on his sweater for a reason. Right. He's a leader. Right, right. He's a soldier. I mean, there are so many other players on the team that could have that A on his jersey, but EJ wears it with pride. We know why he has it. He does what he's asked. He's a good soldier right. on the ice, right. but it's starting to get to that point that it's a sympathetic vote. Right. And, yeah. and I don't like that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, on Twitter, Lothar had a comment, said he had 16 points in the regular season, the second lowest of the top six D-men, his lowest since the 2012-2013 season. Uh, his time on ice was 21 minutes and three seconds, which is good. Uh, second best of the top six but his lowest since the 2012, 2013 season. Very interesting. Uh, with a plus nine, had his best plus minus ever. Uh, we saw in the playoffs after the injury how important he is for the defense. Exactly right. So he gave him a B minus. So he's hovering on that C plus B minus. He gave him a B minus, which which is I'm fine with too. So yeah, but everything, like he said, yeah, he is important. He, he, he will not be this guy that takes over games. Uh, and I think that's it's true in saying that. And it's incredible how important he is to this team, despite that fact. Absolutely. So, all right. Uh, you, re you ready for the next one, man? Next up on our list of radiant giving grades to the Avalanche in alphabetical order, Mr. Tyson Jost. We talked about him earlier today. And he is up for voting. This could get interesting. What do you think? Oh boy! Do you want to throw? Oh, out your what grade do I now? think? Do you want to throw out your grade? <laughs> right? Do you want to throw out your grade right now? Or do you want to hold off until? Do you really want to think about it? Do you need to think about it? Oh, there is no thinking <laughs> involved. Is this your first like D that you're handing? This is out? a. This is a. Uh, this is a absolute hundred percent D. Wow. Okay. 
Especially, I mean, I, you started the season with such promise and you worked your way almost to call the, the Colorado Eagles almost in one season mm. with your lack of effort. I mean, we I mean, were they, thinking good. Se- I mean, that that hat trick was early in the year. Yeah, we were thinking Tyson Jost is has arrived. And then it was crickets for a while. I heard people talking. Should he even make the trip to the bubble? I know if if you're talking Colorado Eagles over Tyson Jost that when we had the open roster that we could put anybody on mm. and you're talking, should we bring leave Jost behind and bring other Eagles? That's how far Problem. he's fallen in just one season. Well, that's the, the thing is like, and we were talking about that, but did it actually, I mean, he didn't play once he got, on the ice, he played for the remainder of the of the playoffs, I believe. I think he he wasn't there for whatever the first. I think it was like the the round robin games, the yeah. first round robin game against St. Louis. He wasn't there for that. And then somebody tweaked something. I don't remember who it was, but then he came in and he was on the roster for the rest of the time. So I don't know how much. I, I think mean, it was Donskoy, wasn't it? It could have been. Yeah, you might be right on that. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, so I mean, but he wasn't there to begin the the these playoffs. I don't know. That's uh, this will be a good one. It might be some like it's not good if people are saying. I guess we'll go with Jost. That's it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get to that on Wednesday. Uh, man, Wednesday is going to be a busy day. Round one of the the playoffs or the playoffs. Round one of the draft the day before. So. And then Tyson Joe's stuff. So maybe Joe's gets traded draft day. Who knows? I don't know. Draft day is going to be wild. Oh, the, the, yeah. Oh, so. Please keep the phones going. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Zedek man. We'll love to take yeah. your call. <laughs> yeah. Uh, always a pleasure when you come on the show. Thank you for doing it once again. Always uh, an honor. All right, and uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow. All right, thanks for uh, jumping on and uh, enjoy the week. All right, man, we'll see you later. Take it easy. All right, here's Jovi. Just stop recording. There it is. Go, Abs, go. Go.